Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. meet with his uh girlfriend his boyfriend yeah so cole um is gonna have unprotected gay sex with his uh transvestite boyfriend <laughs> careful now you might be problematic you might be the new uh you might be the new sex pest i you know i've often considered myself a sex pest yeah. uh even before i knew what a sex pest was i was like you know if I had to identify as any anything, it would at least be a sex pest. Yeah. Sex pest? You mean a guy who just has sex a lot? Yeah. You might call me a sex pest. Yeah, a guy who fiercely jacks his dick just on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm a sex pest. Yeah, just a little bit. Fucking, yeah, I mean, that's honestly like I was, uh, you know, I woke up today and I decided, you know what? I'm going to sit on the toilet and just do my morning ritual and just take a shit. I'm scrolling through my Twitter and I see that on, uh, uh, I forgot her name. It's like Jake Paul Sart. Like I've seen her before. I don't follow her, but like I follow people who follow her. And um, so I see her tweet that. Did you get the you got the tweet right? Yeah, I, I looked at what you sent me. Um, I can just read the original. Yeah, it's uh, Jake Paul Sartre, or is that how you pronounce it? Um, yeah, Sartre, Sartre. Sartre. Maybe this inc- is incredibly naive of me to ask, but I'd really appreciate if all the sex pests on the left fucked off instead of insisting on getting forty thousand followers, acting like a spokesperson, and then making us look like garbo perverts when they inevitably get outed. So, I don't. I don't understand how people get outed as sex pests. Like, a lot of people are using pseudonyms or different identities online. How the fuck are people finding, like, people's hidden backgrounds or these coming up with these allegations, you know? Well, it's kind of weird because, like, you know, we talked about, um, you know, shit that was happening with Fred. And with him, it's it's weird because, like, people have found – so, like – as a guy, right? Like, especially as a guy who, um, I guess might be a little bit on the spectrum. You kind of like, there's awkward moments and, and every guy's had this before they send awkward texts, you know, like awkward DMS or awkward texts. Yeah. Um, so I mean, a good rule of thumb is just don't DM people, but at the same time, like if you don't, you, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So, if you find that like you're vibing with a person and you want to talk to them, then and you don't know them in real life, you just know them through Twitter, then DM them, right? I mean, Cole met an ex that through that way. Mm-hmm. Um, DM her, she DM him. But uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the discourse around like sex, quote unquote, sex pests. I'm using the Bernie quotes again. Um, is that it's just guys being fucking awkward and. The reason I, again, like the reason I wanted to talk about this was because it's really annoying because I did see in the thread, she said that there are female sex pests, right? She said they, someone, but someone asked her, they said, um, is it all guys or has there been a female sex pest yet? And she says, oh, well, 
Um, yeah, it was that one girl who was like a, I don't remember exactly what she says. She says one girl who's prominent on the left, who was like a rapist or whatever. Right. Or like a, yeah. a who did sexual assault. Some, some along the, those lines. The like, way you're explaining this, it makes me think of like an episode of Mindhunt or whatever, where, you know, the, the two main detectives, they're actually, instead of researching murders, they're researching like sex pests on the left. And they're like, Oh, um, there's been a lot of uh, the, the average sex pest has uh, identity of you know white male with around forty thousand followers and and Holden's like oh um, has there been any female sex pests yet and he's like you know we found one that did, kind of broke out the mold uh, <laughs> but we have yet to identify any African American sex pests um, and so it seems to be a definition we found like the typical sex pest. And then, boom, the rest of the episode unfolds for an hour. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird because it's like this inherent um, – and, and it seems like and, – and maybe it wasn't her intention because she did clarify that there has been female shit sex pests before or whatever. But it seems like there's this inherent thing where it's like guys who are re- – Hold on, Matt. You cut out there, bud. I think I think we lost you. thoughts of uh you know like maybe these guys are just like awkward and they don't know how to talk to girls or whatever and instead you automatically go to like this dude's trying to sexually assault you and it's kind of like this weird this weird like double standard almost because you have these and like full disclosure like here's a little bit incoming misogyny or whatever but like you have these women who like are online who are like hypersexualized and can like express their sexuality in a certain way right and then you have guys who do the same thing and guys are ostracized for it right so like for instance um you have this girl and her at is i think it's um at bussy douche or whatever <laughs> and yeah, and she's a she's an e girl, right? She's a what we call an e girl thought, mm-hmm. and her her uh, display name is uh, it used to be at medium or medium naturals for Bernie. Oh yeah, and she's yeah. like I remember that. Yeah, so she's this like conventionally attractive chick who's like an e girl, and people you know whatever. Um, well, so she goes and and like starts DMing chapo guys right like dming felix and dming them like and she said it was a joke but like you're saying like all this shit like saying like i'd let you fucking whatever like i don't know 100 what she said but it was something along the lines of like you know like i want to fuck you like we should fuck or blah blah you know shit like that right so she uh goes private she she shuts down her account essentially goes completely like security lockdown private. And then like two days later, she, I guess she just fucking recuperates and it's like, I'm back bitches, whatever. And so the discourse around that was a couple of guys saying this isn't right. And then you have simps who are like, fuck you. She's beautiful. She could do whatever. And then you have like women who are like, hell yeah. Yes. Queen empowering what she did. Wasn't that bad. And it's like, well, no, what she did was the exact same thing that you're accusing these like sex pests of, but they're, but she's a conventionally attractive female. So there's like a difference there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which there's not <laughs> at all. Yeah. And so that, that's why, you know, that was why I was kind of pressing on my mind was I was like, you know, I had a lot of like strong opinions on it because I find that and like, you know, a friend of the pod and I, Lee, were talking about this. I find that like there are certain things societally that are permissible, you know, th- for uh, uh, people p- either for females or people who are conventionally attractive. Like, for instance, if I let's say like I'm a fucking six foot four goddess. I'm basically Thor. I'm a supermodel. Right. And I'm like rich and famous or whatever. And I like go up and I'm like, yo, what's up chick, blah, blah. I start nagging her. And then the chick's like, Oh my God. Like she, she would like, you know, even if it annoyed her, she would still kind of like allow that to be permissible more so than like that fucking gremlin looking motherfucker from night a fiance. You know what I'm saying? Like if he, if he said the same thing, then it wouldn't be as permissible, right? Yeah, it's all it's all about how the other party reacts to it. And so that's why it's kind of a very, you know, it's a, lot, a very shaky ground because a lot of how you, like the person DMing somebody, how they're going to be labeled is based off the reaction of the person they're DMing, you know, whether that person... Uh, endorses that or views it as harassment you know there's a, like a wide range and so that's why it's not like you know you can't just label everybody as a sex pest even if someone's complaining about it because it's i think it goes a little deeper than that and i think you're kind of hinting at it that there's also this like bias towards certain groups of people like some people can get away with it and some people can't so it's like okay if this if if like being a sex pest in the definition of like, for some reason, I think, I think sex pest online is very different than like, like your Biden or your Trump or like your actual IRL sex pest. It's a, it's a lot different. Like damning on chick on, on Instagram or on Twitter, I, I like is not the same. I'm sorry, as grabbing a woman by the pussy or sexually abusing someone. Like I wouldn't even consider it in the same ballpark you know you could be you might be an asshole you might be annoying or giving a girl unwanted attention but i'm sorry you're not raping her like that's not what that's happening here and that's not the equivalency we should be even making i don't know if that's actually what people are i might be making out um an argument that people aren't even making though i think the i think the thing is like a sex pest is I think people are saying like all sex pests need to fuck off or whatever. And I think this, the definition of sex pests, uh, like the, the most used thought of like who is a sex pest is people who pester people like through DMS or through simping or through whatever pester them to try and elicit like a sexual type response. Right. Yeah. So one of the things though is like, there are guys who, absolutely do not know when to quit and then you just need to call it quits and like walk away. Right. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the people who have been labeled sex pests, like a lot of our, or not a lot, but like some of our, you know, every uh, single one of the people we know has been labeled as sex pests. (laughs) Some of the people who we know that have been labeled as sex pests have been like a guy who sent like two awkward messages and then said, Oh, I'm sorry. Right. When, when the girl, the fuck out about it. And a lot of people are uh, like 
uh, a lot of the uh, females like online are kind of like revenge doing this thing where it's like a guy send them sends them two awkward DMs and then they post that. Yeah, they post us. it. Yeah, and there's like something similar to that uh, recently that I saw that I sent you guys too, where it was like a, a, a professor posting a student's work and making fun of it. And I'm like, that's not. It's like guys, like you can make you can make fun of people, you can make fun of your own work, but don't for an assignment, don't post a student's work. Come on, like don't post. Like if you have something to say to somebody, right? Tell them that and then like fucking move on. Block the yeah. person, whatever. Like even if it's if the guy's being extremely annoying, yeah, whatever. Call him out, call him a douche, whatever. But if he if he's sent two, three fucking messages that you don't like, just tell him to fuck off. And if he doesn't fuck off, then call him a sex pest. But if you tell him to fuck off and he fucks off, he's not a sex pest. He's a fucking awkward dude. Yeah. You um you briefly brought up the um the egg god post about like one of his students or whatever, or one of their students. Um, uh, how does that necessarily tie into like this idea of sex pests on the internet or, or maybe posting things that uh, are private? Like um, what are your I, thoughts on that? I think it's just kind of a, I think as humans, like we kind of have this inherent, like um, we should, and we have it anymore because of like, like cancel, to get social capital, cancel culture has been kind of like proliferating. You know, and we kind of talk about like the difference between, you know, saying, hey, look, like this person's a genuine asshole. We need to like talk about it or like saying this person has done one thing wrong. So let's cancel them and like never talk to him again and stuff. You know, there's a big difference between that. Um, but there's this inherent thing like when I discuss something with you or when I discuss something with anybody, I expect there to be a certain level of like, human interaction and like respect there. Right. So like if I come to you and I say, uh, you know, for an example, like I'm sitting there just talking to you about something and then you just like, you take, you screenshot our text and you fucking put it mm -hmm. on Twitter. Right. Yeah. Now there's certain times where that's fine, but if I tell you something in confidence and you do that, there's a certain level of like breach there in that contract of us understanding how to act and react to people. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying you can't post like messages or you can't post whatever, but like, especially in, in that case. So a guy was fucking awkward. He might've been drunk. He might be autistic. Who the fuck knows? Right. Guys, there's a lot of fucking dudes who are autistic. Um, so if he, instead of immediately canceling him, maybe sit down talk with them and say, Hey, look, this is wrong. Like you should have done this or whatever. And then just move on. Like what's the, like, it's so easy just to block somebody, right? It's so easy just yeah. to not interact with them. So just do that. And the thing is like, but with the reason I said that the, the, the professor posting the, the, um, students like opening paragraph. Paper, yeah. Um, I didn't think that was right because I mean, that's, that's an assignment that you gave your student to write and your student writes it and his, his expectation, I think it's immoral because his expectation is that this is a four grade. I'm doing this project. Here it is. And you're, you're going online anonymously. Like, I don't know who that student is, but still let's say that student were to find it and people were to be like, Oh, that's yours. Like you, you suck at writing. Like, that's not cool. That's not how you become, that's not how you engage with a student. That's not how you become a better writer. And that's not how you teach. You don't teach like you do something wrong. So people make fun of you. You yeah. teach 
you teach something along the lines of like, you know, you grade it, you say, Hey, look, you can improve in these areas and you fucking move on because like, it's an assignment. Like it's that, you know, that kid. Yeah. If anything, if anything, that should have been like a quick convo between the teacher and the student or like the teacher sending back the graded paper and explaining like, okay, here's where like you failed to live up to the expectations, not ha ha ha. Look how dumb this person in my class is. And like, look how terrible of a writer they are. Um, and we can all as, as elite Twitter users, we can (laughs) laugh at this student. Um, that, that, like you said, is something in a sense, you know, what a student writes for a teacher is given to that teacher in confidence that that's not going to go online and be like shamed anonymously or unanonymously. So there's, that's definitely a level of trust there. And I know if the student does see it, uh, they'll, you know, like, it's just not their self-confidence is going to be shaken. And then maybe they never become a better writer because they're publicly shamed for, for their writing skills. Yeah. And it would be different to say like, okay, you know, if he were to be like, Hey, look, my student was, you know, racist or homophobic, something, if my, if my my student was dumb, just like, if you think the paper's dumb, if you just say, Hey, my student wrote this dumbass paper or whatever, right? Like it's still, it's still not, it's still not showcasing that student's like flaw, right? Cause they don't, you don't know what student you're talking about. You don't know what paper you're talking about. Right. Yeah. So like there's a certain level anything. (laughs) Yeah. There's a certain level of disconnect there, but like even showing a student's words, that's his work. Mm -hmm. I mean her work, that's, that's their work. Right. And that's, you know, I, I feel like that's, that was a blatant. And and the the reason I I lumped that in is because um, it's showing fault, right? It's, 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 Mm -hmm. uh, it's the, uh, it's so weird because like now, like we always talk about it, like the whole like race to the bottom, right? Like I'm, you know, um, insert like check mark box here. So I have more say so than you in this situation or like, you know, you, you're not allowed to comment on colonization because you're white and I'm like a black person or like I'm a gay black latino so i can comment more than this black all this stuff right so these these people have these people have this race to the bottom but then they also like and the um, the moment someone fucks up it's automatically like on the fucking we're gonna blast them for it right Mm -hmm. and it's not even like a big like this, this dude's not running for fucking president right this dude's not in congress he doesn't have any fucking power he's a peon like all these people are peons you have to realize that like all these sex pests that you're fucking outing, they're not Joe Biden. They're not fucking Bernie. They're not Trump. They don't have any modicum of power. So like, yeah, you're just literally, it's just the working class eating itself again. Exactly. Well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and move on to the other main topic we wanted to talk about today. Cause you know, this is kind of like a emergency, uh, start the presses kind of, uh, <laughs> podcast where obviously Cole's not here, um, but we wanted to talk about a couple topics, and so we talked about the first one. The second one we want to talk about is this: uh, people are calling it like Bay of Pigs Light or Stupid Bay of Pigs, uh, and it's about you know the two silver core uh, green ex Green Beret shitheads who like, oh, we're gonna 
we're going to go down to Venezuela and capture uh, Maduro and bring him back. Um, Matt, when you told, like, we we both kind of, like, saw the headlines about it and there wasn't a lot known, but more information has come out uh, in the past couple days, including, like, just today. Um, and I don't know how much you've read up on it, and we can get into the nitty-gritty details, but one thing I, like, needs to be stated is... Um, the group, Silvercorp, stated that they were told by Juan Guado, excommunicated Venezuelan uh, hack, whatever, I don't know how to describe him, like self-appointed president of Venezuela, Juan mm-hmm. Guado. Um, he, they, they claimed they were contracted out by him to capture Maduro and like overthrow the government and basically you know, form an insurgency. And what's interesting is, according to sources, uh, from Juan Guado's camp, they actually had a contract, like a preliminary contract to go do this. But mm-hmm. it was never, like, pushed through. Like, all the I's weren't dotted and the T's weren't crossed, I guess. So it wasn't official. Yeah. But they had a preliminary, like, on-the-record agreement that they were going to possibly do this for Juan Guado. And they went ahead and did it without, like, authorization by Guado. And it's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> and the obviously, you know, Maduro's using this as leverage to say, like, look at the fucking inept U.S. is trying to invade me. Um, and look, they shut these two fuck, like, dipshit people and just fell flat on their faces and the more you dig into who these guys are, it's like, even though they're ex-military, it's almost like they're cosplaying as, like, special forces. They're cosplaying as, like, heroes. It's it's very gross, I think, because it, the whole outsourcing of war in general is very um, unsettling. The fact that it's, like, privatized. Matt, you with me? It looks like your image froze. Hey, your image froze. Yeah, I'm back now. Okay. Oh, I'll just quickly summarize what I just said while you were gone. Um, it the more you look into it, like these guys are just cosplaying as as you know military men now, army men, mm-hmm. and uh, they're very MAGA. They like uh, they did security for Donald Trump a couple times, mm-hmm. and of course, like. The U.S. government is claiming, oh, we had, we had no involvement in this. And this is – Trump was like, this is the first I'm hearing about this. But in all honesty, like maybe Trump probably didn't know about this. But mm-hmm. we know someone in like the CIA fucking knew that this was going down. And whether they they authorized it or not, uh, you got to imagine there's some fucking connection like there, but to the actual CIA. Well, I mean, it's like a, it's like a Jason Bourne movie, right? Like we'll disavow you if you get captured and these fucking dipshits. Like, so there's a couple of them, right? There was like, there's, uh, the last picture I saw, there was like six or seven guys or whatever. It was like the expendables basically. Like they were trying to get (laughs) dumbass expendables, the retarded expendables, but like they fucking, so they went down there. Yeah, you're right. The silver core USA, they were, um, former, bodyguards a couple times for trump before he was president i'm pretty sure 
I'm not 100 percent sure on the the. It full said details, as recent as 2018. Interesting. I do know. Okay, so I do know that they have been posting stuff talking about how they were gonna. Um, they were life, talking about overthrowing invasion. <laughs> yeah, overthrowing Venezuela, and so my favorite part of the so my favorite part of the entire story is that a couple of things. One, people were like expectation and it was uh john krasinski's jack ryan and it said reality yes. it was the picture of the yes. record. and i don't know if you saw the picture but someone showed it so they're on a hill and one of the guys that, there was a guy that was without a shirt he pissed his pants Wait, and the pee was running down it was like on his face holy shit yeah he was so scared he pissed his pants his fucking green beret and what's funny is that they were found not by the military. They were found by fishermen, Venezuelan fishermen. And Venezuela, this is, we keep hearing like the people of Venezuela want to be liberated so bad from fucking. Oh yeah. They, they even said that in the statement, like, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to liberate the people of Venezuela. That's why we're doing this. And these people, the fishermen that captured them, right? So it was a, it was a group of fishermen with, they worked with the military. They called up, you know, Hey, That's listen, tight we as got- hell. Yeah, so they captured them, and on the picture, the fishermen shack. So they 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 arrested them. They fucking threw them on the ground, confiscated their weapons, confiscated their IDs and stuff, and they like tied them up essentially to like keep them from going anywhere. And they they had guards over them. So they did that near the fishermen's shack, and on the fishermen's shack, it says obviously in Spanish, but it says um, "socialist fishermen." Hell yeah! The, Fuck yeah! Yes. Yeah, so. Um, a little known, that, quick, uh, Matt, really quickly. A little known fact is that uh, the the fishermen of Venezuela are actually they double as the coast guard there, um, and they all carry AR-15s <laughs> on their ships. Yeah, and that's that's something that you know Cole, uh, God rest his soul, having gay sex currently, but um, that's something that Cole said too. He was like the most American fucking thing ever was these guys got captured and they all had like AR-15s, like just to. If they couldn't be more American, well, when they had their fucking passports on them, dumb as fucking, hell. They, their, their company yeah, IDs, like we're official. Yeah, their company IDs and their passports. And there's a there's a video. So I follow um, Maduro. I follow both his Spanish and his English account well, on yeah, Twitter. We stand. We stand a king. We stand a socialist <laughs> king. Anybody who can cuck the United States, you know, is oh, definitely yeah. a a king in our book. Um, but he's on the on the news and he's reading. He's got his little reading glasses on and he's sitting there and like he's reading the passports of the guys and he's showing them to the camera, like validating <laughs> yeah. who these fuckers are. Yeah, all those motherfuckers were from Texas too. Um, yeah. And so that's funny. And then so a tale of uh, a tale of a couple of dipshits, uh, a tale of two dipshits. One of them posted on the Silver Core account. Uh, a picture of him in Germany and he says back to the motherland and there was a person that quote tweeted it and said of oh, fucking course <laughs> yeah no okay so the the narrative is uh neo nazi maga chuds go down to venezuela to lead and and the weirdest part is like like they were training or using like 60 venezuelan nationals to to do this and like i don't know just all of it is so whimsical and like zany yeah to, to even start thinking about and it's like a parody of an operation 
And everything you've seen, like they're a very social media driven company. So mm-hmm. there's like there's a picture floating around of them at like an IHOP or Denny's or something, and they're all there. And you know, I, I get like you can't just judge a book by its cover, but like there is a a facial structure that kind of lends itself to like, <laughs> oh, I get it now. Like, like you can you, when you see a neo-Nazi, like you can yeah. you can spot one pretty easily just based on a few features. And so, uh, it is interesting though. So, uh, what sucks is Jordan Goodrow, the guy who like owned or founds the founded the company, the ex Green Beret dude. It sucks because he didn't actually go on the mission. He just like orchestrated it and two of his lackeys got captured mm-hmm. but maduro's like we want to extradite uh jordan to venezuela so that's going to be kind of interesting to see how that works out like i highly doubt the u.s is going to comply with it he'll probably no. get off scot-free because you know we labeled what was it we labeled venezuela's like narco terrorists or something like that and we are not going to like abide by any of their extradition laws or any shit. So it was like, you know, it's just not going to work. Uh, it is, it is quite comical and like, it's kind of a, a nice relief in the middle of coronavirus. It's like, this is exactly the kind of content we needed at this moment, you know, to just to remind ourselves of the, the dumbass American imperialism, like the audacity that two fucking Americans could lead and like storm into Venezuela and, and extradite Maduro to the U.S. to face his crimes against humanity, yeah. and they get caught by fucking fishermen. Like that's just the it, best part. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I think the I think there are a few. Uh, I think there are only a few reasons why America hasn't like invaded fucking Venezuela. Is like there's a lot of like like obviously anti like it's not you know it's not post 9/11. Like right after 9/11, like Afghanistan, Iraq, like we can't justify, and you know we we have invaded and stuff like other countries, obviously, and helped overthrow governments a lot, especially in South America. But like Venezuela is an interesting case because Venezuela, like the people are so for Maduro, and like everything that you hear is like all the people are starving and they need liberation and they hate Maduro and stuff like that, and people are like, oh no, blah blah. And like the people that you hear that from are typically like either Venezuelan Americans, like people in America or um, people who are like super fucking rich and, or, and like have been super fucking rich before, uh, you know, socialism, the rise of socialism in Venezuela. These yeah. type of people who are like bootlickers who basically want like American dollars. Um, and like you see a video of like, and, and our media does it really bad. Like literally all the media, like Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, all of them do this where they're like, look at like Juan Guaido, like the, the ruler of Venezuela or whatever. And then you see a video of him landing and there's crowds shouting murderer, murderer and trying to yeah. beat the shit out of him. They hate him so bad, you know? So like, it, it's just funny that these like dumb fucking MAGA chuds watch the like one fucking 90s action movie and was like we can do this like they watched fucking they you stumbled know, across like, the amazon prime series with john krasinski yeah and they're like <laughs> fuck we got this yeah and then they go down there and immediately get captured by fucking fishermen fishermen too like that's the best part it's just like like some fishermen are like hey uh there's some guys with fucking ars over there let's uh well, capture these it's also tying this into coronavirus in our current 
situation, it is like very timely that we see this whole Venezuelan operation go down where you, you have Americans cosplaying as special ops while that's also going on in like these protests we also see those guys cosplaying um and you know have their weapons strapped on and they're playing like security guard and all these things mm-hmm. um and it's like okay so that's exactly what would happen if there was an actual like you know they say oh we have to keep our guns because what if the we had to fight the government it's like that's exactly what would happen if you try to to fight the government you just fall flat on your face and be exposed for the fraud you are yeah yeah it's like that weird conservative like th- those guys it's so funny because like we always say like you know freedom and liberty and stuff like america's bringing freedom to the world we're gonna oh, force God, freedom yeah. on people and shit you know like all those mega shows are like oh hell yeah like they're going to free venezuela it's like you know these people were were fine and they captured mm-hmm. these dumbass people like it's yeah. so funny and then also i think like this along with um fucking kim jong-un playing peekaboo with a. Uh, playing peekaboo with the United States. I feel like this is just like a tale, like a tale of two, two different countries, just like cucking yeah. the United States. Cause we're like, Oh no. Like, you know, Kim fucking what's her name? Like his sister or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. Cause it's like that, that thing passed so quickly. And I, I like what you said, you know, cucking the United States. It's, it's, Oh, these look at these countries just owning us. Like owning our our media and using them as puppets because it's like Kim Jong Un takes like a three day nap and people lose their fucking shit and they're like, is a woman gonna take over? Or like, is could a woman dictator be the best thing for the world right now at this moment? <laughs> and it's like surprise, bitches! And you had this whole like seventy two hour media cycle where the the media was like fiercely jacking themselves off to the idea of a woman dictator yeah. and then he's like ah nah i got you I'm just it's just a prank bro like i'm still here <laughs> yeah a woman will never be a leader That's no like he, he probably he probably fucking read or like was watching cnn and seeing the discourse that was going on he's like he was actually on death's doorstep you know but then he heard that and immediately was miraculously healed and stepped out. He's like, over my cold, dead corpse, will a woman ever take over Korea, North Korea? Yeah, I like how both uh, Kim Kim Jong Un and Bernie are, uh, you know, planting the same flag and saying, uh, "A woman, not on my watch." Yeah, you know, um, I do. I do remember, you know, Warren saying that she had a private meeting with Kim Jong Un, and it really ticked her off because uh, Kim Jong Un said a woman could never be president of the United States. Yeah, <laughs> he fucking so like. She met with Kim Jong-un and he said that and then Bernie comes up with a fucking steel chair and hits her in the back of the head. <laughs> it's like WWE. <laughs> yeah. So tight if they did a spin-off about that. <laughs> she fucking it, yeah, that was so funny though, like when uh Bernie Excuse me. Like, I, I believe you called me a liar. He's I like television. He's like, I, I listen. You know, I wasn't going to let you be president. I was waiting until you dropped out so that I could drop out so a white man could be president. But listen, now that you're talking about this vice president, no way on my watch. Like, I will, no, I would rather have another heart attack than allow a woman to even be vice president. 
Oh my god. But yeah, some some wacky things going on out there, man. And uh it's just it's it's funny. Like honestly, I kinda wish that we would just start sending all these like the CIA should create a st- special program for the cosplayers, right? Because they'll like if you tell these cos military cosplayers, like, hey, we're gonna send you for the special mission like to to Indonesia or whatever place they're gonna go to, you know. And you don't have to risk any of your actual, like, special agents. Uh, you can get rid of them because they're probably domestic threats. And yeah. it's, like, free resources. You know, you can send these guys anywhere in the world, and they'll do whatever you ask of them. Yeah. They'll do it poorly, and it'll be hilarious. But it's, like, you know, at least they could have some fun with it. Yeah, with the with the Space Force releasing its first trailer, um, you know, they were like, we need people that we can strap to rockets to launch into a meteor. And those guys are like, sign me up uh, for freedom. Sign me up for freedom. For, to protect the United States of America and my God-given right to be a racist. <laughs> exactly, dude. Like, it's what the fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, so we we had those, you know, all that shit. Uh, all that entertainment and stuff. And then like, okay, so we get, I I do want to say like one quick thing, Um, you know, it's kind of off topic or whatever, but uh, we were talking about, so and making the joke about the space force, uh, the, the trailer, the, the trailer looks kind of tight, but also um, the Netflix comedy, the one that like makes me want to blow my brains out that they're actually inventing called space force with Steve Carell. It's by the guys. Oh yeah. I saw a quick snippet for that. So their Twitter account is titled at real space force. Wait, and what? yeah, so the, so they took the title at real space force before the United States space force could, could take that. So the, the, the United, the, uh, the official Twitter account is called, um, uh, space force us department of, or DOD. Yes. Mm-hmm. Department of Defense. So, like, that's the the real the real Space Force is the fake Space Force. Oh my god! And U.S. Space Force DoD is the actual uh, Twitter account. Which I went to the like, not gonna lie, went to the fucking website to check it out. Yeah, uh, we'll still enlist because you you signed yeah. up. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the Air Force. Uh, it's just the Air Force still website. So oh. they haven't made. They haven't even made a new website. So wait, 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 wait. To be a part of Space Force, like you have to get enlisted into the Air Force first. So no. So essentially, like, okay. So the Air Force before the Air Force was created, it was the United States Army Air Corps, right? So like, the the Air Force was a branch of the Army, and then they said, well, this you know we have so many like planes and jets and shit that we need to create our own branch. So the United States military, the department of defense created the air force. Right. So then there was like four branches of the military and this fifth branch, the space force is the same thing, but with the air force. So the United States air force space command, which sounds like a fucking toy story four <laughs> or toy story five, like buzz Lightyear prompt or whatever. So the U S air force space command was its own, division within the air force and then trump was like we need to create another branch of the military so the fifth branch of the military is that the space wars oh yeah okay so yeah you're right i'm reading this on their official frequently asked questions space uh shout out to spaceforce.mil about us frequently asked questions 
Um, yeah, it says we are the fifth branch of the the armed forces, which is hilarious because it's like we really needed a whole separate branch for this. Like you couldn't have just been a division of the Air Force or the Navy. Like, uh, did you ever watch Stargate? No, I've heard of it though. I know, I know. So the, uh... me and my dad watched a lot of Stargate. You know, SG One and Atlantis. Um, those are like the two main shows. And SG One was actually like, as a child watching it, it was tight as hell. Like I dressed up as an, uh, a Stargate like guy for. But they were the whole thing was they were the original Space Force, you know, on TV, and they were just a division of like a special division of the air force, which like, mm. honestly, that fucking show probably, you know, did a better job of structuring how a space force would operate, should operate more mm-hmm. than the actual space force. Um, but at least in Stargate, like they were dealing with like alien technologies and going to different planets and jumping through the Stargate, which is like tight as hell. And the, the real space force is going to be like a bunch of it nerds yeah. who, who want to be like, uh you know in astronauts but they're gonna be working at some desk taking like help calls from somebody i don't know i just see it as being super like nerdy um yeah. and not working out at all yeah i mean it's it's gonna be you know it's definitely gonna be the the it guys or whatever and like most of the shit apparently like from from the website most of the stuff they do is like monitoring satellites and monitoring like missiles and like launching missiles into space and stuff like that. So we can like, you know, kill indigenous people from, you know, brown people from outer space. But like, no, I, I, I was thinking someone actually referenced this on the, the Twitter account, like when they showed the trailer and it's a pretty tight trailer, not going to lie. It's pretty It's actually a really good trailer. I was like, oh, okay. It made me go to the website. So it worked, but um, yeah, give that guy a raise. Uh, but one of the guys commented on it and he was like, it's pretty bleak that there there's, there's two, like the, even the U S government has the mindset of like the next frontier is space because this planet is doomed and like it deserves, you know, uh, the the space the out the, the the vastness of space belongs to the United States, you know. Like it's pretty. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's 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 almost like nihilistic in a way. It's like, oh well, you know, we obviously it, it's like, um, you know, the whole the whole issue with Elon Musk too, and this whole idea of like, oh, we'll go to Mars, that will save us. It's like, you know, they're so willing to destroy the Earth and keep capitalism going that it's actually easier for us if we try to terraform an entire planet yeah. uh, that's like, you know, thousands of miles away um, and going to take years to get to or whatever. Or I don't know how long it actually takes to get to Mars. It's, it's a fairly decent time, you know, to get there. Uh, that's easier and then actually, you know, making climate reform or anything. Really quickly, Matt, I think um, I think we've kind of hit all the topics we should talk about today. But it uh, all this talk about the the stupid ass space force reminded me of a conversation I was having with Cole the other day. So uh, to tie him into the podcast some way, 
we were talking about, did you ever play, I know you're not like a very big Call of Duty player, and I don't know if you played any of the games in the past, but did you ever play or hear about Call of Duty Ghosts when it came out? It was like 2013, I think. Say what? Say, say that again? Oh, yeah. did you ever play or hear about Call of Duty Ghosts? I've heard of it, yeah. So it came out in 2013, and like I remember it because it was my freshman year of college. And it's kind of today looked very down upon as one of the both the campaign and the multiplayer being one of the worst Call of Duty games to ever be made. Uh-huh. Um, and and Cole, I never played the campaign. I only played the multiplayer. But Cole was walking me through the campaign, and he was like, "It's one of the it's one of the dumbest things I've ever like had to sit through," and. Basically, what he explained to me was the plot of the game is the U.S. does have a space force mm-hmm. and there's we created like this uh, killer ray beam in space that the U.S. has to like destroy our enemies. <laughs> and the, the conflict of the game comes from uh, like the like there's a syndication of. Uh, sorry, syndicate of South American countries. They like form this mega country and they take over the laser and start lasering the US. And the US is like, we're being invaded by foreigners and they've taken over our death laser and they're the bad guys. And he was saying like, the whole thing was we created this, this death laser to be used to terrorize the rest of the world and control our empire. But because uh, another set of countries like took it over from us, they were evil and had to be stopped at all costs. And it honestly might not be Ghost. It might be another game. But just like that is a Call of Duty uh, fucking campaign mode. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, that Cole was telling us about that that new Call of Duty where – they're like the Russians are killing the caravan of innocent people, and Cole was saying that, like in all actuality, like we were the ones that did that. <laughs> like, like they took. Oh act- yeah, um, it was something to do with the actual. Uh, fuck, it's it's known as like one of the deadliest uh, days, and it's called like the Highway of Hell or something like that, where basically the U.S. was just like bombing the shit out of civilians fleeing this town. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we all, we, they were Brown. And so we thought they were terrorists. Turns out right. they were all just innocents. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I, so. I, I want to say one last thing before okay. we signed off though, is that, um, I think for the, for the space force, the U S space force, the first cadet to graduate from their super soldier program should be Elon Musk's child X eight minus 12 dash. There's whatever a, the fuck. there's a development in that, uh, because of California law, they legally can't name their child that. Thank so God. They're being owned by uh, <laughs> big politics. <laughs> big, don't be a dumbass and name your kid that. Big, like, go back to South Africa, you dumb fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Listen uh, here, Elon, you and your Canadian bitch can go back to where you came from if you like it so much. yeah exactly go do like go do apartheid somewhere okay like go go back to your emerald mine in south africa or something please get out of get off twitter 
<laughs> you dumb, dummy head. Dumb science. <laughs> dumb, dumb science, science bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think that's. I mean, that's pretty pretty good length for an emergency mini pod. Yeah, emergency pod. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll we'll be back on the the regular day next week, and this will be like a special bonus bonus episode for your sampling pleasures. Yeah. We live uh, to serve. <laughs>